0: Hello.
2: to share your heritage
0: or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group.
3: Hey, welcome to the Powered by Age podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse, the producer of the show, who you hear sometimes uh, this week, and for the next couple of weeks, I am out of the country on vacation, so uh, you are going to get the special treat of a look back at some of the the highlights, the best moments from the Powered by Age podcast over the last couple of years, and uh, we're going to start this week with a look at some of the cool uh, techniques, uh, creative methods, and other sort of activities that have been presented uh, and we're going to go all the way back to season two, the first year of remote production of the podcast. And we're going to start with this, uh, an excerpt from season two, episode 33, uh, Zentangle and Imaginative Storytelling, to uh, go through the idea of uh, Zentangle and how that can be used to do your own storytelling. So without further ado, uh, we'll have sometimes guest host Robin here to uh, introduce it and and set it all up. Enjoy.
4: Well, welcome everyone. I want to introduce our special guest today, Judy Heinz, who is here to talk about Zentangle and give a little bit of an overview and introduction to what that is. Judy is an older adult who grew up churning butter, picking stones, hauling sheaves, and milking cows as one of six siblings in rural Saskatchewan and continues to work part-time in an elementary school with children with special needs, as she mentioned. Her only daughter happens to work at the same school as she does and Judy has two grandsons, Jackson and Jones, who are eight and ten, And they performed a Spanish song for an audience at the 411 Senior Center when we were still allowed to gather in person. And you may have been present for that if if you were there at that celebration. Judy has always been involved in arts and crafts and took her introduction to Zentangle with enthusiasm, taking classes and teaching. And she also enjoys playing ukulele (laughs) and pickleball. And like I said, is here today to talk to us about Zentangle. So take it away, Judy. I'm going to put this design up that you sent me to screen share so we have something pretty to look at also.
5: I'm gonna talk a little bit, but just if you notice that there are, there were six participants at 411 and each of those squares we call a tile. So I took a picture of each person's finished work together after one introductory class. So maybe we can just show it again a little bit later, Robin. Sure. Okay. There's so much information that I'll give you a little bit of a beginning to end, and then at the very end, I'll just tell you again the beginning part to get you started. So kind of think of Zentangle, kind of like doodling, but better. It was created by Rick and Maria, and they live, I think, in Rhode Island, in the United States, and. They combined their talents, she had an artistic background, he had a meditative background, and they combined this together and they offer very pricey training in United States, I think, and in Germany and in China. But there are about three certified teachers in Vancouver and I've taken some classes with them. So what happened is a few years ago, a friend of mine, we met for coffee and she said, would you like to do Zentangle? And I said, what's entangled. So here I am today. So in other words, anybody can learn. And the first, I started trying it out and then I tried it with my four-year-old grandson and then went on to do it a bit more, leave it, go back to it, and then have taught it to various grades in school and to 4.11. So some of the benefits, well, it doesn't require a lot of equipment, especially to get started and a clay. you just need a flat surface a pencil and a paper to get started although you can invest in nicer paper nicer pens etc but some of the benefits from it is that it's very calming and relaxing it relieves stress it works on hand eye coordination increases memory although I sometimes wonder about that. If you do it before bedtime, it can help with insomnia rather than watching Netflix. You can create beautiful art. You can use it as journaling, which I know I've done a bit myself when I was traveling. I did bookmarks on different locations that I was going to. And it can be used for anger management. There are other benefits, but that's just a few. So I'll try to give you a cover a few steps. To find out information about Zentangle, you can go online and Google it. There's probably thousands of sites, instructions, lots of information. You can borrow books from the library. And there is one book that I have, or you could buy a book. There's one book that I did buy. It's called One Zentangle a Day. And I think the library has it because there's lots of books out there. It's hard to know which one to buy. And this particular book, I probably have not used half of the book, and I have, but it's is—it's a very good book. So that's one thing to do. So on the internet, library, buying a book. Equipment, all you need is, you just need some paper, and I'll talk about that in a minute. You need a pencil, any kind of pencil to get started. These are just pens from home, but if you were, Purchasing at Staples or art stores, there's particular pens that you know are very nice to work with. They're about five dollars each. But like I said, and I use pencil crayons. I use crayons. This happens to be a gold one. And I have I have gel pens. Gel pens, you don't have to, but what happens is that they just they just make well, they make the it just pop out. And you need gel pens if you're working on black paper. So again, just Mm -hmm. a pencil to start with. So what we do when we start, most people, when you're in a class, they start you out with a tile that's about three inches by three inches. Or you could go a little bit larger. This one's, I think, four by four. And sometimes a little bit larger is a little bit easier to start with. So we start with a tile. And just as a a starting point, we put four dots and we join, join the dots to make a frame. We divide it. In this particular case, this is called a string. So I divided it with a string to give us two parts to do the pattern. So it's repetitious patterns. Every pattern that you will find on the internet and in books has a name. So if you look it up, you can't remember, but you remember the name. They consistently use the same names. Tile, frame, string, tangle here, tangle here, like pattern, pattern. And that's how we kind of get started, right? It's kind of like riding a bike. You gotta start somewhere. So some of the things that you can do after you've kind of got going a little bit with it is that you can make bookmarks. I've made like dozens and dozens of bookmarks and have laminated them. If I'm going to laminate them, you can buy at the dollar store for $2. You can buy laminating. That can probably do, I don't know, at least six of them. And then I hole punch it and put a little ribbon. And I, I encourage people put on the back, if it's for somebody else, put their name, put your name. If it's just for yourself, put maybe you can write down the names of the tangles. I know somebody who's a grandmother that did this but I did it with kids at school. I traced all their hands and then they had to do one in black and white and one in color. I mean it's quite personal right and if once you get into it a bit and you see a picture you like because I can't draw I trace it then I did it in black and white and then another day I started working on doing it in color. So it's just using all those little patterns and some of them are duplicated and then doing some coloring and they can look really nice up on the wall. I'll just tell you about some paper to get started. You can use a photocopy paper or the back of an envelope. Just make yourself a square to get started. Or you can have a little notebook, it doesn't matter. You just need some paper to work on. If you were going to buy paper, I do buy this at Opus or Staples or Michaels, there's different kinds of paper. I guess that's kind of it. So the idea to get you started is buy a book, borrow a book, go on the internet, just Google Zentangle. And then, you know, just don't invest in any material. Don't have to buy anything until you know if you think you might like it or not, right? And I'll just show you one last thing. When I first started, it didn't take long and I had a lot of pieces of paper lying around. And I had a book that I'd made long time ago and I started putting stuff in a book, gluing it in, mostly to get it out of the baskets, right? So, well, there's really no end to what you can do. I think I just have to leave it with, see if you have any questions. It's the kind of thing where there are no erasers, no rulers, no mistakes. If you don't like what something is, you just make another stroke. Any questions? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i've had a chance to learn with judy taught me a little bit and i took a workshop and i have to say it, it's great fun and it's very um you can't help but have a successful outcome which is really nice for someone like me and once you start looking at the patterns you start seeing them all over the place i live off main street just off main and broadway on me there's a coffee shop i can't remember what it's called but the whole front of it is painted and it looks like a giant zentangle
5: it's so neat so i, I hope they try it i just should say something that jane made me think about with doing with kids at school because i mean it's no different really than doing it with any age group there are you know if you take a class of kids like kids that i'm doing it with now they're grade four or five there's some kids in there that have some real attention and behavior problems and i'll tell you it's just amazing how the kid who has attention deficit disorder can actually attend to this mm-hmm. because i say to them you can talk to each other just it just has to be quiet talking now often we'll put some music on in the background and there's no mistakes and i n- no matter what they do it doesn't really matter who do it's incredible and they'll say are we going to do zentangle tomorrow so i mean it's the same for seniors and we all come with different stresses in our life and abilities and you do not have to be artistically skilled in order to do it i'm okay for a few questions if anybody has any i think that thing is if you're interested in more and you want to contact mariko go ahead and do that because i made a 12-minute introductory YouTube video. But I would prefer to go through her just to see so we have, can kind of monitor where the interest is. There's no charge for it. I did it. My I made the video. But this is the way of kind of having a little bit of control to see where the interest is.
2: That was is. really nice, Judy. Very, very, yeah. very lovely
5: stuff. Thank you, Gail. It is really, it's one of those things, like how do you give the whole thing, without doing it and it's not the kind of activity where you just do it like on zoom because you need to be able to do it take your time finish that pattern go on to the next one whereas if you do get the youtube video that's 12 minutes you stop it as you know you yeah? you stop it whenever you want. so and it's not my face is not in it but my hands are
4: Yeah, I watched the video and can attest to it being a a great little introductory tutorial that gives a, a pretty good introduction to the practice and explains, I think, four of the pattern designs. Because as you were saying, Judy, it's all about having this vocabulary of designs that are used and then replicated in the patterns that you're creating in each quadrant of the paper.
5: And once you get started, you really, you know, it's like anything. You you kind of branch off and do can do your own thing too, right? I, I guess that's that's it. But because it's visual, you really have to either be in person or do it online where you can stop, go, the video.
4: Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any
5: questions for Judy before she's got a runoff? By the way, I, my mom's going to be 99 in two months. She lives independently on her own in Saskatchewan, and she's, she still colors. Well, she does lots of things, but she did a bit. So, I mean, if you can do it with a four-year-old and you can do it with a 99-year-old, I think the rest of us can kind of manage, right? i have to go too but uh, you know i know that's kind of really a rushed nutshell of the whole thing but it's more just to give you an idea that it exists and then how to get some more information on it
4: yeah that's fantastic thank you judy for yeah. introducing us to zentangle and where we can follow up with
5: thank you very much mariko,
4: mariko to yeah. to follow up with you about that
5: yeah, exactly. And and anybody like I say, get in touch with her and then I'm more than willing to offer any you know, suggestions, advice, help, whatever. Great.
2: Well well, well folks, I, I'm I'm getting a little bit weary. I'm gonna go a lie down. That was very nice, very nice presentation, Judy. Oh, yeah, Thank
5: thanks. you very much.
3: So that was Judy Heinz talking about Zentangle and the ways one of the ways that you can creatively pull some things together and and come out with something entirely new. One of the things we do every week here at the Powered by Age podcast. Thanks for hanging out for this episode, uh, sort of best of episode. We're gonna now for the second half of the show, we are going to head still in season two, actually just uh, a day earlier, or a week earlier, sorry. uh, And we're gonna get a presentation from the 411 Senior Center about uh, the magic of the ukulele so without further ado let's get right to it
0: so i'm charlotte farrell your own sister c and i'm going to without further ado introduce jane so that she can start us on these abcs
1: (laughs) well thank you thank you first off charlotte oh gee there goes my phone thank you for inviting me just let me hang up here please forgive that uh i i've been teaching um ukulele at 411 for a couple of years now and so i charlotte asked if i would do a little presentation and i sort of didn't know what to do but she gave me a good tip she said how about the ABCs?" so that's what i'm going to do i'll start you off with a little song and most of you have probably heard this i'm going to apologize in advance for my lousy singing okay so it's jambalaya but probably the most famous country western singer hank williams and i'll just sing a little bit Jum jumbo, From fish pie, fillet gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see my share, mio. Pick guitar, fill the jar, and gay. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the boat. So that—that's a a very popular, very simple song. It's just two chords, what we call chords. And that song you could probably play after your first, maybe your second class. So you can see that it's, and I'll start my ABCs, it's very accessible. It's a very accessible instrument, which doesn't mean that you can't become a virtuoso. In fact, in many respects, you'd have to be a better player to be a virtuoso because it only has four strings, unlike a guitar which has six strings and it has a little tiny fretboard compared to a guitar. So the choices are much more limited. Nevertheless, you'll you hear many, many virtuoso ukulele players, some right from the Vancouver area or Canada, one fellow that comes to mind is James Hill. So the other thing that makes it an, an accessible instrument is that it's very common. It's low cost. You can borrow one from the library. It's easy to get music and it's easy to get instruction on the internet. So anybody could play. Now for the bees of it, the brain health, it helps you with your hearing, your memory, your left right brain communication, and in the end your sense of well-being because it's a social instrument. Um, i think but it's not just of course you can play it on your own but it's a really nice social instrument so for that there's a lot of benefits and i think it helps you with your oxygen intake if you're singing as you can tell you don't even have to be a good singer just sing and sing as loud as you can the other part is because it gives you a sense of well-being it helps your happy hormones so you feel better It's creative, it's a very expressive instrument because it has a lot of flexibility. You can be a fantastic player or not such a good player and you still can participate. You can change the words to songs, you can put your own stamp on anything. So it's really good for that. It's very good for dexterity. So if you have arthritis, which I do, and I also have neuropathy in my fingertips, so I can't feel necessarily, it keeps my hands moving which is very good and this one i don't know if you can tell i have quite bad arthritis in my thumb and that's my what we call strumming hand and that keeps my hand going it's, you know they're very very good for that it's easy now we're on e it's easy within the first lesson as i showed you you could probably play a song the other thing you should know that with just a few chords you could probably play Three or 5,000 songs. You don't need to have everything at your fingertips. It's very minimal uh, learning. The F of it, it's free. If you come to 411 or take a lesson with me on Zoom, I never charge. But even if you were to take lessons, you could pay. And it's pretty minimal, $100 maybe for eight lessons. And they are local people very, very good. And then there's stuff on the internet, tons of instruction on the internet for free or low cost growth, personal growth. I I think that it will stun your family when you start playing and singing, you know, and especially if you start doing things in a public way, you can, well, we were performing at 411 for Christmas. We were going around to senior centers and performing and it was I never thought I would ever do anything like that in my life in my it took me two years when I had to go sing in my lessons I would just pretend I would just move my lips. It took me it took me coming to 411 and teaching there that forced me to sing and I it just joy it's a very, very good experience for me, it will help you if you're shy it will help you overcome your shyness and I really believe it's a life altering experience for many people. Now, for the H of it, as I told you, it re- helps you to release your endorphins, your happy your happy hormones. And, you know, we, we can't have enough happy hormones as far as I'm concerned. So it's very good for that. It's an international instrument. No matter where you go in the world. My daughter lives in Australia, and I go there. And you just meet other ukulele people. And you can go to their circles and just fit right in. My friend went to Sweden, same thing. She didn't understand what they were saying, but they invited her in. You can join uh, many, many groups on the internet. so, for example, this morning, I had a little lesson on Hawaiian Christmas songs from a guy in Hawaii, and then on the weekend, I played with a group from my hometown, Winnipeg. So in a way, this pandemic has made me look outward, so it's really it's really amazing. <laughs> And as I said, it's a very joyful instrument, I think. Because it's a social instrument, you have a lot of fun with groups, in a group. And it's a real kindred spirit when you're, well, now we're on the case, when you're playing with other people, when you're sharing together. So I really encourage you, once all this is over, to go out and try it. You'll have a lot of laughter. I don't know, you know, at our age, what we think of as play. But learning something new, participating with other people is all, it's laughter to me and it's play. I, I really can't uh, tell you any more, express it any more clearly. Learning music has been a magical experience for me because it's something I never thought I could or would ever do. I have very, very little, in high school, I joined the band late, so I had to take a tuba. And I come from Winnipeg, lugging a tuba home in the snow is not that much fun. So you can imagine I didn't last very long. So that's the extent of my musical education. I never got to join the choir because, like, as you can tell, I can't sing very well. So this whole experience, but, you know, I think aside from my history, my weaknesses or whatever you want to call them, for everybody, music is a magical experience. It's a universal experience. So what the playing music will do, now we're going into the ends, it will make you a nicer person. And how does it do that? Because when you play, you tap into the, your good feeling. It, it helps you overcome loneliness. It helps you overcome sadness. You feel the sense of accomplishment and you feel good. And when you feel good, I think you become a better person. In other words, you lose your grumpies and you're just a nicer person overall. It also gives you a sense of optimism. I think because of this release of endorphins, because of the socialness of it, you may have a more positive outlook. One of the big features, it's portable. So this ukulele weighs about a pound and you might have a songbook that is basically as big as a notebook and you just that's all you lug around in a little case and it you know the other thing I should say is that it can go anywhere you can take it on a plane you, you can get these plastic ones if you throw them in the ocean they're fine <laughs> so it's not like you have to have one that's made out of an exotic wood handmade in Hawaii You're very good it's a very quick instrument to get started and you can get started like I said in a lesson or two 12 lessons and you'd be good to go but you can continue of course as long as you want it and get better and better it's relaxing it's an excellent stress buster and a mood lifter again I I'm a saying it was very it's a very social and at this time of isolation even if we can't meet in person we can meet on zoom or online and for that it's very valuable we were meeting with some of the 411 group all summer down in olympic village i don't know if you know where the dog park is but there's a dog walk there and it has picnic tables across from there so we'd have the dogs barking in the background but we could socially distance and still sing and play together and, you know and i had a number of people tell me how important it was to them to be able to do that otherwise for many people, what would they have been doing? I don't have any, myself, any family here. So having those opportunities and having you know the Zoom and other social kind of media has been very valuable. I don't know when we'll get back to 411 to live classes. So it's been very important. Now this tiny instrument is also known as the mighty uke. It's very therapeutic. And it does, I think in the end, bring a lot of tranquility now we're on QRSTU, we're on ukulele. The history of the ukulele is it's originally a small guitar from Portugal. And during the time of colonization, one of the places that Portugal ended up was in Hawaii. And they brought this with their little guitar with them and the Hawaiians took it and adapted it. And now of course, they're amongst the premier. I mean, whenever you think of ukulele or ukulele, as they say in, in Hawaii, you think of Hawaii, Tiny Tim kind of put a little bad shade on it for a couple of years, but now it's becoming popular to the point where at Long and McQuaid, it's the number one seller and sometimes they're sold right out. So that's how popular it is. And my own personal belief is if they gave ukulele lessons to everybody, there'd be no war. Trade in those guns for a you. That's all I have to say. Can you lift it up a little bit? Sure. Well, this is a, this is a soprano. This mm-hmm. is your normal size. And this is the next size up, which is called a concert. So you can see it's a little bit bigger. Can you see that? Yes. And, the, and it's a little bit deeper sound. I'll just play. And then this is a soprano. So you can see it has a little bit of a different tone. Some people like that more bell-like tone, and it, it works very well with the Hawaiian songs. But both ukuleles are fine. And then I have a new one, I'll show, I have a couple others, but this is my new acquisition. It's a little, it's called a banjo It's a ukulele banjo. How cute is that, eh? And this is how this one sounds. So it is, it's a banjo. I have to put a piece of foam in the back to muffle it because they're so loud. So that's about all I can do on that one, though. I just got it. (laughs) It was only a 100 bucks, so I feel that's all right. I'm not spending any money on going out or anything (laughs) like that, so I felt I could afford this $100. I just want to talk to you about the V of it all, the voice. So you get to use your voice... It's very expressive. And again, it helps you with your oxygen intake. And as you know, your circulation is so important at our age. So that really helps. The singing really helps with that. Now you might think this little tiny instrument, now we're on the W of it all. You just use your hands and your mouth for singing and your hands for turning pages, but it isn't. It's a full body workout. If any of you play music, you got to tap your toe you got to get your head going and keep the rhythm. In many respects, you might not notice it, but you do. You move your whole body and it affects your whole body because, as I said, with oxygen and with endorphins and all those other kinds of things. And, you know, I think that our brain health, our body and our brain and our spirit and our heart, they're all connected and we need to do what we need to do to keep those happy and functioning. And this is one route i couldn't think of an x word so i'll say it's exciting because Mm -hmm. in my case i mean who would ever think who would ever think i would learn to play some an instrument who would ever think i would sing out loud and who would ever think i would teach not me like that was not even in my range of possibilities but here i am keeps you young at heart because you can play all sorts of goofy songs you can tap back into your teenage years when you were rocking and rolling, or else if you were demonstrating, there's lots of folk songs you can be playing, or if you're one of those heavy metal officiados, there you go. You got heavy metal. And more recently, if you can get into the rap, go ahead. So really, I feel keeps you young at heart. And finally, the zeds, I, I really think it adds a lot of zing and a lot of zip to your life, a lot of zeal. So I really hope that if you want, I'm happy to give you a lesson on Zoom. You know, once a week or once every other week, for as long as you want. Well, as long as I have something to teach you. I'm not that good myself, so I can get you going. But that's about it. <laughs> once 411 gets going again, we'll open up the classes. And I'll tell you that I was teaching two levels of classes and running a ukulele circle every week at 411. And there were anywhere from 12 to 20 people at each of those things. So the demand was there, the interest was there, and the fun was there for people. And like I said, pretty good for not costing anything, you know, just a membership and getting yourself a ukulele. A ukulele you can buy for about $60. It's like a car. You can buy a cheaper one or you can buy a BMW. But is it going to make you a better driver? Nope, doesn't matter. To get started, you don't need a big investment. So I hope you take it up. So I'm just going to close with a little bit of a song. And this is how I think of my pal, my ukulele. We'll see if it even sounds like it's supposed to. Oh, we ain't got a bear of love. Oh, sorry, can't even read. Regular, funny, but we travel alone, singing our song, side by side. Don't know what's coming to. You. Maybe it's trouble and solo, but we'll travel alone, share It
0: doesn't matter
1: at all. When we, they all have the troubles and we parted We'll be the same as we started traveling along. Sing side side, side by, by side.
0: Side, side by <laughs> side. By see, oh.
1: One minute. Yeah. Make you feel, I can see all these smiles. Uh there you go so and that's you know what that's four chords so in your fifth lesson maybe you could play that depending if you do your homework so i hope that somebody signs up i hope you tell your friends if they ever expressed an interest to get in touch with me and that you can do that through marico or um, there's a poster that charlotte has and it just gives an overview of the abcs and my contact details
0: what I'm going to do is email it to them. I'll send it out in an email. So that way they can be more permanent than trying to scratch it down off the screen.
1: Yeah, no, I I have a few minutes. Does anybody have any questions? Yes, are the chords very different
2: from guitar chords?
1: Yeah, they are. Well, for one thing, a ukulele only has four strings. So a C string, a C chord, how many fingers do you need for a C chord on a guitar? Three. Okay, well, for ukulele, you only need one. Mm. That's your C chord. And most chords are only three fingers. But, you know, you can get make it as complicated as you want as you go. But to get going, it really doesn't take much. And a lot of the songbooks, I make them myself. I just download songs that I like and photocopy them. 411 lets me photocopy them and send them out it couldn't be better except for maybe a penny whistle <laughs> but you can't sing if you're tooting on the penny whistle
0: you've convinced me because i would see people i, I was teaching poetry in other classes at 401 yeah. and i'd see people with their ukuleles and i thought oh my fingers can't do that and and uh you yeah, know all of the benefits of exercising my fingers i'm going to find a ukulele
1: yeah it, it absolutely I mean, I, I don't know if I could have got through this past several months without having my pal, my ukulele, you know, like you say, through all kinds of weather and it's, it's there for you. And that's it, literal because if you have a plastic uke, you, you could play it outside in the snow and it wouldn't make any difference. Jane, when you could did use you it for play? a paddle in a canoe if you had to.
2: <laughs> Jane, when did you pick, start playing the ukulele?
1: Well, you know, about that. I'm not exactly sure. I'd say about four or five years ago. And my lessons, I, I don't charge because I got my lessons, my everything for free from Sarah McLaughlin School of Music. They have a seniors oh. ukulele choir there. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to be selected. It was just, it was nothing. It, there was no plan in this. It just was all like destiny to me. So it's been quite a marvelous experience, and I'd like to share that with whoever is interested.
2: I think it's marvelous. It's giving me ideas about Tawol, Charlotte and Nancy, is yeah. that the over 50 group that I I am in. Yeah. I what think- city are you in? Los Angeles, basically.
1: Well, you know, I I I would bet money right now that there's a hundred ukulele groups going. In Los Angeles and environment, and you know, in the, in the surrounds, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. My
2: daughter and my son and my son-in-law to be, they all play. You know. Yeah. Well, there you but go. But I never picked it up, but but you have been very inspiring, and I'm just thinking that's a fun thing for Taobao members who want to do that to to start doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to. We just need to get started. And you just need a, to
1: get started. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe, you're giving. you welcome. If you want to, if you want me to get get you going, I'm happy to do that. Okay. I will say that the 411 has two loaners, and I have, uh, through the kindness and generosity of former students, they chipped in. I was I've been able to accumulate about ten uh, loaner ukes. They're not the best. I mean, they're not fancy, but. Mine's not fancy; they're just basic yeah. ukuleles, but they will get you going. I don't so that doesn't help you, Elizabeth. <laughs>
2: I know we're down here, but they i'm I'm sure we could find them all over the place
1: oh but, for sure yeah. for sure so yeah. maybe
2: maybe that's something we could do, Charlotte. can we borrow Jane to make a presentation like she did today?
0: <laughs> oh, we <laughs>
2: Do
0: you, yes. Yeah, Jane, also, I'll, I'll send her information, but Jane, for people who are listening on the podcast, can you mm-hmm. say your email address or your
1: website address? Well, I don't have a website, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you my phone number. It's 604-733-2640. So it's Jane, and I'll get back to you, or I'll answer the phone, one of those two, but I will get back to you. If I give you my email, the it its just a bunch of letters, and it's not fun to try and <laughs> just decode it. And Elizabeth, just contact me. I'm, I'd be happy to do that. I,
2: Wonderful. like I say,
1: it's it's the it's been a real bonus in my life.
2: Well, certainly, you're an example, and and what can be done, and that's so inspiring. And I think we could inspire others mm-hmm. in our age group to,
1: yeah, take
2: that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah,
1: benefits. Yeah, so I hope to see some of you at at some lessons soon. But you know, I I have one minute to get to my other class. Okay, (laughs) But, but Charlotte, my my email there and my is and my phone's there. Please don't hesitate to contact me. I'd be happy to answer your questions or hook you up. The one thing I really want to say really fast is, if you're going to buy a used ukulele, it's not always a good idea because a lot of times people get rid of them because these these things don't hold anymore you know and they're expensive to replace and the or it's worked yeah so you, you need to sometimes if you know if you buy a used one you might get it for 30 dollars where if you spend 50 you can get a brand new one and you know there's that so
0: i'll just let other people know. You know, the 411 Center is closed over the holiday weekends, but I'm going to keep our line and our call open on Christmas Eve. The Thursday is Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And Jane has said she'll play some music. So if people want to sing, we can mute ourselves and sing Christmas songs along to the <laughs> ukulele on, uh, on Christmas Eve.
1: So uh, yeah. thank you so much. You're welcome. Charlotte will be in touch. and Take care, all of you. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm gonna get locked out. Thank you,
2: thank you. Oh. <laughs> but,
1: uh, I'm sorry, sorry if I hurt your ears, though. <laughs> no, it was
2: fine. thank you. Uh, and, Are... and and why do we have to mute ourselves when we sing? Because.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> we no. all yeah. have
2: really badly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. oh, uh, I'm I'm bad, I'm bad. But the the uh, Zoom will make it even worse. I assure oh. you. But I really have to go now. Okay, I, I know. You're you having me. Thank okay. you. Take care.
2: Thank, bye. You. Bye. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye bye. bye. Yeah, we actually—I uh, belong to a singing group at Century House, and we tried singing on Zoom, but
5: it was an absolute disaster. Not because the voices <laughs> were so bad, but because everybody was just a few seconds out of sync. Yeah.
0: yeah it was hilarious the 17th was my son's birthday and we had a family gathering and we, we sang happy birthday i mean we were just in tears because it was it, everybody was in different places in the song but yeah. it, it generated a lot of laughter ah <laughs> uh,
3: oh, that was great wasn't it hearing them play the ukulele and then a really vibrant discussion about uh you know the benefits that it might have beyond just it sounding nice all sorts of cool stuff uh, what you have come to expect every week from the Powered by Age podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm on vacation for the next little bit. So we got some best of episodes to, to keep you fresh uh, until June. But uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out. And uh, we'll be back next week with another new spin on old shows. See you then.